Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, So What Happens Next. My name is Thomas. I am Amber. And this week, we are continuing our spooky Halloween count. <laughs> with Scream 5 from 2022. Amber, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Voice is a little scratchy, but I'm ready to uh, hopefully scream my head off at none other than <laughs> Scream 5, um, which I guess is what we'll call it for sake of simplicity since we've done Scream 1 on this uh, podcast before, so we'll just keep it keep it sort of delineated between the two. Um, yes. We are talking about Scream 5. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, previously done... I think last year's Halloween Spooky Halloween Countdown did Scream yeah. 1. Yeah. Which then spurred us to watch the other three movies. <laughs> uh, we were like, should we do episodes? I was like, nah, let's not. just because it. And I'm glad we didn't because for a lot of it, it just kind of was like the same thing with twi- different twists. Yeah. You know, like you could talk about the latter half of the movie and it was generally there. Though... I didn't mind Scream 3. Wasn't Scream 3 the one where they're filming a movie within a movie, or was that 2? Yeah, that was Scream 3. I kind of liked that one. It was yeah. weird, but uh, it wasn't bad. Scream yeah. 4 was the one that was, like, with Emma Roberts and shit. And oh, yeah, I didn't like that yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't care for that, that one that much. That was probably the worst one. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, that that was probably the la- that was the last Scream movie to come out, and I think it was so... Supposed to be kind of a attempt to do what this film succeeded at, which was like reboot this, restart kind of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he's making a requel. You know, I would, I'd love to say like, oh, what's your experience with Scream, Amber? But like, you know, we've already seen them when I mentioned it. So, um, are you excited to watch this movie by any chance, or are you like, nah, it's gonna be like Scream Four, I'm gonna hate it? No, I am excited to yeah? watch it. Yeah. Well, then let's jump into. My five things up on the board for Scream 5 at 2022. All right, Amber. I got five things up on the board for our next installment in our spooky Halloween countdown. If you guys are just joining us, by the way, our spooky Halloween countdown has sort of become like an annual tradition here at So What Happens Next, where we watch... Well, enough scary movies to get you through the month uh, that we usually try to have never seen before. Uh, last week was Prey. was not as scary as we had hoped. Um, it's kind of weird when they lump Predator in with Alien and you think it's like a horror movie, and then it's not. It's more an action movie. <laughs> um, so we're trying to make it up with a purely horror thriller film, and that's Scream 5. But the five things on the board. This is the first film not directed by Wes Craven, R.I.P. He died in 2015. Uh, so he did not get to see this movie nor direct it himself, unlike the other four films. Number two, the core trio of these films is back. Uh, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette all return for this film. Uh, I think they're all in four, right? At least I know Neve Campbell is. I think Courtney Cox is. 
Um, I don't remember if David Arquette was, but I think he was. But yes, so the three, the core three return to the film, which is kind of nice to see that they're not just like, oh, this is a reboot scream and just do it again. Um, Which kind of brings me to number three. This movie was advertised as like a reboot to the franchise, but it is a direct sequel to Scream 4. So it everything that has happened has happened. Um, the, the four films we've seen before have occurred. So take that into account as you create your movie. This isn't just like a Scream 1 occurred, let's yeah. ignore those and we'll start over. Number four is that not only is this a direct sequel, but this also takes place in real time. So 25 years have passed since Scream 1, the events of Scream 1. Um, so again, take that into account. And then finally, this movie, kind of like Prey, sort of an unsuspecting, highly praised movie by critics. So critics fucking loved this movie. Kind of like how last week when we talked about Prey, a lot of people thought it was going to be a flop, but it actually was very good and highly praised by critics as well. Who knows? Maybe the rest of our Halloween countdown will continue with this. <laughs> but Amber, let's make a movie. What do you have for me with Scream 5? Oh, I don't know. 25 years after Scream 1? Jesus. Great Scott! I feel like... Okay, so since we know that the three main characters are in this movie, I would assume... I feel like Neve Campbell is probably like an established like therapist, so she's actually probably like a licensed mental health therapist or something. Okay. Helping, you know, victims like of trauma. So she really pivoted from the the acting school and went straight into... Ah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like that's where she would kind of end up. Because wasn't she um, like a trauma counselor? She was also like a trauma counselor. Yeah. In um, one of them, they all kind of blend. Yeah, but I feel like in this movie she'll be a bit more established. Like mm-hmm. she'll have like... Like she'll honestly probably have her own office and things like that. Okay. Um, And then David Arquette, I feel like, will be chief of police. Okay. Um, yeah, so he'll be... Deputy Dewey is yeah. finally... Non, no longer deputy anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then Courtney Cox is probably still... She probably has her own, like, podcast or some shit. I feel um, like, yeah, that's a yeah. modernization. Like, <laughs> she has a podcast or a web series or a yeah. blog, something like that. That probably is just, like, oh, like, into, like, crimes that have mm-hmm. happened or something like that. Yeah. Um, Like, investigator. True crime podcast. <laughs> yeah, Boom. true crime She has crime a true podcast. crime podcast. Yeah. Yes. So, with that being said, I think this movie kind of starts off, like, right after Scream 4, mm-hmm. and so these things still keep happening. Doesn't even matter, like, who it is now. It's just, like, it just keeps happening. Um, and this is really hard, because... There's a lot of degrees of separation between Scream 1 and now, yeah. if we include everything that happened, yeah. right? So, like... Like the like when Emma Roberts is like the random cousin of Neve Campbell or whatever the fuck yeah, it was. Like that exactly. the stuff is just like where was this before? So I know. and free game, I, I guess. I don't know if whether I I want to go in the direction of mom comes back. Oh shit. Yeah, she was actually alive all along and she yeah. just went completely psychotic and actually wants to kill Neve because she hated Whoa. her. Um and her dad was trying to protect her or something like that. Or I don't know if, like, Neve is going to be, like, the... The killer? You think yeah, they're the finally going to have her be the killer? Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's just, like, so many different avenues. It's, like, hard to be like, oh, this is what's going to happen because... 
Like her trauma finally caught up with her and she can't handle it anymore. She just snaps. And yeah, but nobody knows because they're just like, oh, like Neve is the one who's always been targeted. But right. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Or that... all three of them are in on it and they're trying to take down. <laughs> it's a down... complete reversal. Yeah, they're, they're all trying, trying to take down someone who's like, I don't know, the mastermind mm. of all these like killings. So. Okay. Yeah. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. How does it end? Has your has your your wacky? Let's run with the Neve Neve Campbell at least is Ghostface. Okay. What? How does that movie end? I think because I will also say they are making a sequel to this movie. Oh, There's a sequel in production, damn. so this movie really so she succeeded. Can't die really? Well, I don't know because you could always be doing like a passing of the torch scenario too, right? That's true. Either Courtney Cox or Dewey dies. I have a Ooh, feeling it's okay. probably Courtney Cox. Unfortunately, we were on the verge of greatness. We were this close. Yeah, and I feel like Neve Campbell survives, but she might be like in prison or something. Mm. So they instead of kill, so Neve Campbell's ghost face. Yeah. Some point she kills Courtney Cox somehow, right? I'm thinking back to like all the other ones that right. are kind of have like a cult following, like Halloween. Yeah. Eventually, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis probably has to die. Or yeah. Anybody that was like, you know, well, that's the next that. one, right? Halloween dies. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Like, we we'll finally kill Mike Myers. Yeah. Michael Myers, not Mike Myers. So. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. I feel like this has to end somewhere and it has to end like with Neve Campbell or like, yeah, it basically has to end with her at mm. like in some regard. Okay. So whether she dies or she goes to prison or something like that. So yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Neve Campbell's ghost face. The other's got a killer. Ultimately, she gets arrested and yeah. maybe dies. Okay. And maybe not so much with, like, the idea that she's, like... It's definitely going to be, like, a weird kind of roundabout way where she's not wanting to kill anybody, but, like, has to for some reason, or I, I don't really... Okay. Know. Yeah. Maybe okay. I'm letting, letting it get too far away from me. <laughs> Well, if anything, I think this whole franchise has kind of gone, like, super, yeah. super far away. <laughs> Personally, I think this movie... I think this movie is first off like the, like vibe wise is definitely going to try to feel like the other ones and it's probably going to try to take like a bit more of a modern twist to it because I think that's what kind of killed like the the 2011 whatever Scream 4 came out that one like Wes Craven like made a great thing with Scream like it was just such a fun meta commentary on how like silly and absurd like slasher movies are right like speaking of Halloween it's just like it's so like look how silly this is, you know, or like, oh no, like the, the dumb sexy teens are being dumb and sexy and they all get killed. And, and at the same time though, it kind of played that trope against itself, right? You had self-aware characters who had watched all these movies to the point where they were like, we can call, we can say everything that's going to happen, right? So I think in him not being involved, I think we're going to get more like an homage to his style, but I think it's definitely going to take it in a new direction. You know, it, it, not to compare it too much to Predator and Prey, but like, with Prey, you know, it was like, hey, let's kind of do a similar movie, but let's, like, not make it this, like, brosive action film. Like, you know, our main character does not have to be, like, a Chad from America coming in to kill the alien. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna let's make it a little bit more, like, nuanced and kind of clever while also having, like, actual themes um, in the movie. Because I don't think the first Prey movie had much in the way of that. Not a knock against it. It just exact wasn't exactly a movie that was going to have, like, thematics. Um, 
But I think with this, like, it's going to be... I think for sure this is going to be a Passing of the Torch film. That's not to say that Courtney Cox, Neve Campbell, and David Arquette might not be in the subsequent sequel or sequels that this movie gets, but I think they're going to play a lesser role. I think what we're going to see, maybe, is what we should have seen. <sighs> Previous episode, Star Trek, or Star Wars, <laughs> the sequel trilogy, um, where you were kind of set up to have Han, Luke, and Leia pass the torch to Rey, Finn, and Poe, and that didn't really happen. Um, but I think that's what the goal is here. Um, as far as plot goes, I'm thinking Neve Campbell lives on like a farm. Like you remember how in I think Scream Two, or no, not Scream Two, Scream Three. Yeah, she was Scream Three or Four. She was living like on like kind of secluded. She had like a house in the middle of fucking nowhere or something. I think she's like more in the middle of nowhere. Like she's like on a ranch or something in California, just like far as fuck away from everyone. Yeah. Um. I think she, but she's like super paranoid. So like, you know how before when she was paranoid, she was just scared. Yeah. I think now we're doing a Sarah Connor thing. Uh. She's paranoid, but she is like armed and a genuinely dangerous person. Um, I think if I remember Courtney Cox and David Arquette were together in the final film, right? They were. Right. So I think they're still together because I think it'd just be annoying to make them divorce again. I know. Um, or whatever. Or have the them be like separated. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't I feel need like it again. they're doing well. Yes, I think Whereas I think Nick they Campbell live back is in like not probably doing very well. So and I think they live back in Woodsboro or whatever the the town's called, the yeah. original town. Um, I think they live there. I think you're right. Dewey is totally chief of police at this point. If not, like a like a private investigator type thing, maybe. Um. I think you're, I think I also agree. I think Courtney Cox absolutely for 2022. If she doesn't have a true crime podcast that she makes significant money off of, what is the point of making a movie with exactly. any kind of meta commentary here? That is, that is, is so perfect. That, <laughs> this is as perfect as you can get, man. Courtney Cox better have something like that going on or like at least like a vlog. Cause yeah. I know she was like on TV. Right. So I think they're doing fine. They're doing their thing. Um, I think what this is going to be, though, since this is sort of reboot-ish... Oh my god, he's making a requel! ...is I think, like, it's going to be new killings. Because I think all four movies, right, have revolved around Neve Campbell's character. You're right. Right? They're like, we're gonna... I'm trying to kill you. Like, that's the whole point. And I think this movie is going to be the first time where it's just gonna be... A copycat. I you know, I think Twist. Twist would be if somebody like Matthew Lillard, or his buddy. I don't think I think his buddy's like hella dead. But I think yeah. if like Matthew Lillard came back or some shit, one of the two from the original, and like they're just killing uh, or like someone related to yeah. them even. But they're like you know, say Matthew Lillard didn't quite die when he hit the TV. He's just like most. He just like they got him. He was fine, but nobody knew. I think him or someone like that is killing kids again. Like, they have... They don't give a fuck. I think it would have to be Matthew Lillard, right? Because he didn't care. He was just crazy. So, I think Shaggy comes back, and he's killing kids at the high school. Sykes! Because he's just... He's got a taste for it. He's crazy. He's just killing them. And on top of that, Ghostface has, like, a... Like, a visage now. Like, people know it, right? So, he's like, I'm gonna be a famous serial killer. So, he's killing people. You know, everybody in the town 
they kind of know about the killings, but it's just this thing that happened almost 30 years ago. And I think David Arquette is like stone cold scared. Like he's like, oh shit, not again. Tells Courtney Cox. He reaches out to Neve Campbell, who's like somewhere else. And he's like, we need your help. Like, I think they figure out who Ghostface is targeting, right? And he's like, we need your help. Like, we can't, we got to figure this out. And she's just like, kind of the begrudging return hero bit. I hate to reference it because it wasn't very good, but maybe kind of like a previous episode, Terminator Dark Fate, where like Sarah Connor comes back and she's old and she's like, I'm going to be a badass. I think it's going to be like that, but with a lot less explosions. Um, And I think it's going to be like quite literally like Neve Campbell being like, I've gone through this four fucking times. I'm going to help you kids now, you high schoolers now, you new, new batch of sexy teens figure out how to navigate this uh, like we're gonna end, like kind of a Halloween kill like we're gonna end this now oh my god or if it's like what you said about Terminator with Sarah Connor like the recent one that came out yeah yeah <gasps> there's like a new Neve Campbell you mean like a like another like so one of the new cast is going to replace her yeah oh, like okay. that is the new Neve Campbell and Neve Campbell is like oh my god I have to like help her oh that would be like, cool yeah. yeah there's like a new like it's kind of like re it's like taking the first movie and redoing it but like yeah with but all person, the baggage yeah. of the other ones so it's like I'm gonna kill you yeah and David Arquette calls Neve Campbell and is like hey like you're the only person who can relate to this yeah. person and we need your help to like yeah okay that fits this. a lot better. I think that would be cool yeah uh, don't knock yours I think having her be Ghostface would be actually kind of legit it would be especially if she has that like Sarah Connor vibe going on where she's like genuinely a threat but like at the same time she's low-key crazy and you don't know it because the other movies do a good job kind of even hinting to her being the person in yeah. some of them so it's like interesting I wonder if we I wonder if we'll ever go there I wonder if there's like something in her contract that says like I can't be Ghostface like it's just not gonna happen um but yeah any other addendums or remarks you wanna make about this movie before we dive into Scream 5 not that I can think of well then it's time to get our spooky on we are going to jump into Scream 5 which if you would just give us a moment of your time as we take roughly two hours of our time which like damn I don't remember the other ones being this long. Um, as we go and watch Scream 5 from 2022. And we are back. So, that was a Scream movie. Um, Amber, well, let's just dive in straight out the gate. What did you think of Scream 5 2022? Is that how we're going to go with it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good compared to... I mean, I definitely don't think it's as good as like the first or second one. Yeah. But I think all of the films after that, it's definitely better than those. For sure. And we will, of course maybe throw a ranking in at the end of a real quick one, two, three, four, five type of thing. Yeah. But 
We'll save that for the final questions as per usual with these series runs. Um, yeah, I, I liked this movie a lot more until the end. I feel yeah. like, like you and I, I think the problem was we were doing that, that cla- like that thing, the, the, you know, the, the, oh, you're trying to guess the twist. Cause these movies are always twists. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was also kind of like, I don't know. It was really cool. Cause it was like, it kind of looked at you and it was like, yo dog, I heard you like meta commentary. So I'm going to put some meta commentary in your meta commentary about meta commentary. Like there were so many layers of, of holy shit. We're really going to just joke about this, huh? Like the scream eight stuff directed by Ryan Johnson. And that joke was both a hit and a miss. Like that was a lot, a lot of the things were like both hits and misses in this. Um, like onions. But yeah, uh, Amber, let's let's sort of dive in here. I mean, our five things that we talked about at the beginning of the show here are, they'll come in kind of as the plot goes on for the most part. But um, yeah, we, I think we could just dive in. Can you tell me what this movie was about so that we can get a good frame of reference here? So this movie takes place like 25 years after the first movie. And so everyone's kind of like all grown up. Um, we are introduced to this like new character though whose name is Sam Carpenter. Oh, get um, it? Yeah. <laughs> and we also get kind of like a similar scene um, to um, the first movie where Drew Barrymore, you know, gets like, yeah, yeah she gets that phone call. Right. And so we get that same scene. But I like this one. with... Um, Sam's sister Tara. Tara yes I liked though that this one had some extra layers to it like onions end of story bye bye like the extra it was so interesting to hear them like really shit on essentially like that A24 what they called it like prestige horror or something yeah. like that I've heard it also called like high horror you know things like hereditary or or midsummer that kind of stuff yeah and he's like, what's your favorite horror movie? And she's like, my favorite horror movie is The Babadook because I think it's a great commentary on like motherly loss and trauma. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like he just kind of was like, oh, that's garbage. Yeah. Like, give me a real, have you, you seen those stab movies? Like, it's funny because the killer, it almost comes off like the killer is stuck in like a, oh shit, you're not, you didn't say what I wanted you to say. I got to figure out how to get this phone call to the, part I need it to be so I can kill you and like Tara actually makes it kind of annoyingly difficult for this ghost face to like get to the let me kill you thing yeah and you can definitely tell that like the popularity of like the stab movies Mm -hmm. has gone down because in the first few films it was like everybody was like oh yeah stab five or Mm -hmm. like stab six right and they love the fourth movie i mean they they had like festivals and like parties going on that like basically surrounded this like you know franchise in like a meta way yeah um but now it's just kind of like oh no we've moved on to like you said like the more sophisticated horror movies that have come out well they make that fucking this was like a really a little late to the party folks kind of type thing but they do the star wars episode 8 joke where through a lot of the beginning of this movie they're all like very actively shitting on stab 8 yeah and um it just happens to be directed by Ryan Johnson <laughs> and it involves um like a metallic faced 
ghost face mask and a flamethrower and shit. It's like this really over the top thing. Um, and they really shit on it throughout the movie. Though I feel bad, feel kind of like an ass because in the movie, one of the like angry YouTubers that Jack Quaid's character is watching on YouTube is like, why did they just recall it Stab? We all know it's oh, Stab yeah. 8. And I, 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 you guys heard it a few minutes ago. It's been a little bit for us, but I kind of made the same point for this exact movie was why don't you just have it be Scream but 5 C-R-E-A-M-E Kenneth or something, you know? Like, yeah. Like, do something with it. Um, you know, 5 Cream. but no and so I feel it it made me feel actively bad about that so I guess good good job movie but yeah they they shit all over Scream 8 in the beginning pretty much for most of the beginning of this movie but eventually Ghostface finds his way in um they kind of have that you know I guess it well we'll talk about it later but he's like oh you know so and so shouldn't have left their phone so easy to clone or whatever and because he's been both texting Tara as her friend yeah and calling the landline that for some reason this house still has in 2022 yeah, which is super weird really strange I thought it was gonna be you know more technologically advanced which it is in some aspect but like yeah the landline thing i was just like come on we could have just yeah. done like a and i get it's supposed to be there but was there even a landline in scream 4 wasn't it just calling her cell phone that's true yeah that was just like calling her cell phone the yeah. whole time i don't remember scream 4 also i think was it three or four that had that cool intro where it was like scream after scream after scream of oh, famous yeah. people kind of going through the whole thing? I think it was four, but I liked that. That was about the high point of four, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, so this movie continues. Tara gets attacked, but she doesn't die. She puts up a damn good fight. She does, yeah. But she doesn't get killed. And then we cut to uh, Modesto, California. Yeah. And this is where we meet Tara's sister, Sam. Yeah, so our main character. Yeah, so our main character is Sam Carpenter, and then she's also with her sort of I guess it is her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Right? Yeah, Richie. Yeah. Um, who is played by Jack Quaid. Yep. Um, and so she's working at a bowling alley, and then she gets the news that her sister has been attacked, and she's like, I gotta leave, and her boyfriend is like, well, I'm going to come with you to, like, support you or whatever. Um, red flag. <laughs> well, see, and this is where, like, I was like, no, it's Jack Quaid. He's a lovable goofball. We we don't, he doesn't need to, he won't be the bad guy. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, and Amber called it, you know, spoilers from here, Amber called it, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, so she goes back to... But we both called it. Yeah. I will say we both called 50% of the Yeah, thing. we did. Yes. Um, but anyways, she heads back to Woodsboro... Um, and she is reunited with her sister and we're introduced to her sister's friends, uh, one of which being named Amber, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Who is also one of the bad guys. Yeah. I called that one. Proud of it. And then also introduced to twins, Chad and Mindy Beeks. Yes, who are the children of Randy. Yeah. So or no, then, I'm sorry, they're the niece and nephew of Randy from the first and second films. Yeah. The film the, buff guy who yeah. makes up the rules. Yeah, so all of these people are actually in some way connected to the original yep. cast Cause, um, from the first Scream movie. Because there's another friend who's played by the guy who does Percy Jackson. His yeah. mom was the cop in I think the third second movie yeah that nobody liked that was trying to get all thirsty for Dewey <laughs> oh that's yeah. right yeah yeah he's her son I think that's that's the whole gang right yeah yeah so the only one not directly connected is the Amber 
girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we get introduced to them at school and they're kind of just like, it's happening again. Who's the killer? Maybe you're the killer. Yeah. Um, And then we see this weird guy that is not really in there for very long, um, whose name is Vince. And he's apparently the ex-boyfriend of Liv. Dude, this was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And Liv is... um, I forgot about Liv. She's so forgettable. She's the, like... She's Chad's, like, girlfriend. Yeah. I was, okay, this confused me, because they make a joke in the beginning where, like, Liv and Chad are, like, fucking, but not fucking. I, I, I might have, like, kind of glazed over this, because they reenact that whole scene in the first one where they're all sitting on the benches, and instead of Henry Winkler doing the announcement as the principal, it's actually Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And she's like, there's a killer on the loose, so all you guys gotta be safe and go home now, or whatever, and... They're, like, talking about it, and they make some joke at Chad's expense about having sex with Liv or something, but Chad is like, no, uh, they don't do that. I don't know. I was kind of confused on what the joke was, because then it immediately cuts, yeah, it cuts to that other random nothing guy who's just kind of there, like, for five minutes. Oh, I guess he is Stu, Stu Mocker's nephew. With that guy? Yeah, I guess. What? Yeah, I know. I just like read that and I was like, really? Because, yeah, what? so I guess it starts off the whole, oh, Ghostface is now going after the descendants right. of the original cast. Right, because the niece of Randy is a lot like Randy. Like yeah. Chad is like his namesake. He is a Chad. Yeah. Like it's kind of, the names are pretty on the nose for yeah. the most part. And then... um. Mindy is just like Randy where she is like obsessed with the movies and obsessed specifically with the stab movies. So instead of being like Randy where he uses like Halloween to frame everything, she actually uses like this is where we're getting really meta here, guys. Um, you know, for you Rick and Morty fans, <laughs> getting real real fucking meta right now. He she uses the stab movies to talk about the rules for the scream movie that they're all in which is being framed as a stab movie in the universe there's a lot of tang- it's a tangled web a lot yeah. of a lot of pieces moving here like yeah but that's how we get kind of the rule scene oh jeez rick but her rules are inaccurate they're not like randy because she says they're only like no one cares about the sequels which yeah. is why she says like percy jackson will die because like n- no one cares about you know, two through four, when in reality he gets fucking killed. Yeah. And so Stu is killed, um, like in the first like part of the movie. Um, sorry, not Stu, the descendant of Stu. Stu's descendant. <laughs> yeah, Vince, I guess. He like yeah, he confronts <laughs> them in a bar. Oh yeah. And he basically and goes at Chad because Chad is now dating Liv. Liv. Um It's weird. This is weird. Yeah. I don't understand what this was for because, like, first off, what are these teens doing in, like, a dive pool hall? Like, that was weird to start That's with. That's true because they're all supposed to be in high school, right? Right. You're not 21 in high school. Yeah. You shouldn't be 21 in high school. I blame Euphoria, everyone. I do, too, because, like, this was just strange. <laughs> this was, like, they're all playing pool in a seedy dive bar, and then this dude comes in and he's tra- he's like, come on, live, let's go, fucking in the car, whatever. And he like gets all up in Chad's face, and then they start to throw down. And then the bartender lady's like, get the fuck out. And the dude leaves, and then she's like, you kids too, get the fuck out. 
And I was like, did you just like not know there was a bunch of kids in here? He's wearing a Letterman jacket for Christ's sake. Like this is a tiny little town. It's a high school. Yeah. You know that that jacket is not for college, my man. Like what the fuck? So she kicks them all out and then Stu's nephew or whatever just gets like offed by Ghostface yeah. in the car or something. Yeah, like yeah, he gets stabbed basically, which I thought it, it was, was going to lead to somewhere. Yeah, it was a good kill, but I thought he was going to get like smashed or something by his own car, which would have been cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie does a lot of that subversion though because like and when Percy Jackson dies later, like you constantly think Ghostface is going to jump behind the door and he's not. But and in this, you like have like a, uh, what was it? You have like the Red Right Hand song playing, yeah. the theme from Peaky Blinders. And he's just like, he's like, who the hell turned on my car? And he's like looking around and then like the, he turns the music off. And then it's great because then when he gets like killed, the music like kicks right back up on the cue of like, with this red right hand yeah. and like, you know, kills the dude. Um, I guess his death was supposed to like throw everybody off. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, because they're all like, why did he I die? Don't really? Yeah, yeah, I don't really. And that's when they start to make the connections and they kind of come together mm-hmm. uh, to talk about it. But not before. Pretty early on, Sam kind of drops like a huge. Dude, like, this is a twist. Yeah, this was weird. It barely made it. It barely made it past me, to be honest, and this is okay. Yeah. And so Sam goes on to tell Tara at the hospital, she's like, so there's a reason why I, you know, haven't been around. Mm -hmm. And basically what happened was, like, she went up to the attic and her mom had kept, like, all these diaries. Right. Um, And she basically found out she was uh, Billy Loomis's daughter. Yes. Biological daughter. Right. That the only reason her parents are married is because her mom was fucking around with Billy Loomis. Yeah. And then he got her pregnant. And then I guess he died. Yeah. And she told her then boyfriend at the time. Yeah. That she was pregnant with his kid. And so he proposed. And then they got married right after high school. Yeah. He had no idea. She, Sam, found out about this confronted her mother about it dad heard the whole thing and was like fuck you wife for lying to me and left them all and tara the younger sister who i guess is now her like half sister technically speaking was really young at the time i think they say she was like eight or something because then like sam kind of spirals yeah and she's just getting into the drugs and, you know, the massive failure that was the D.A.R.E. program and all that stuff. And, and eventually she, like, just runs away from home, I guess. Or, like, just leaves. Yeah. And it's implied it kind of sucked for her sister, who didn't quite understand that yeah. at the time. And but, yeah. And she keeps seeing she keeps seeing Billy. Yeah. In their reflections. Like, she keeps hallucinating Billy's around. Yeah. And so her sister is kind of like, I understand, but I'm still like upset with you because yeah. you just kind of up and left. Totally me. fair. Yeah. And the mom is like non-existent. So whoever yeah. the fuck she is, like we don't really give a shit about her. That was uh, another <laughs> thing that like threw you off too, because like in the beginning they kind of set it up to be like the first screen movie yeah. where like Sydney's dad is like, I'm going to a conference and what's it called? Like yeah. I'll be gone. And like they say the same thing about their mom. And I'm like the whole time I'm like their mom's dead or something. Yeah. Like, she didn't make it to the conference, just like Sydney's mom. Nope, she just isn't in the movie. Yeah. She's just, like, literally not there. Yeah, and she's, like, even, like, I'm not coming. Like, I can't. Like, some yeah. stupid excuse. Um, 
Anyways, so Sam and Richie decide to go pay a visit to Dewey. Yes. Who, um, man, you and I were talking about it. Yeah. We were both, I think, I'm pretty sure we were both like, man, I really hope like him and Courtney Cox aren't divorced or whatever again. I know. They are. And like, it's a valid reason. They at least do it well, but it's like, God damn, like. Maybe you guys shouldn't be together. Like, I know, because they keep, they're like so on and off. And, and once again. I was like, maybe like they're in a good place. Because I then wish. we're introduced to like later on Neve and she's doing like super well. Or, sorry, oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Neve Campbell's yeah. character, Sydney, she's doing great. She's like married, I guess. She's it's married. implied. She she's has two, two daughters kids, yeah. or something. She's got kids. Dewey over here, he's pretty much just like fucking. Ash Williams from Evil Dead just living in like a POS trailer, like eating junk, yeah. pining over his lost wife who is on TV all the goddamn time and he like watches her news shows in the morning because it feels, because he says later, it feels like you're still there and I like starting my morning off with that. It is like painful to just see like, God damn, dude, you are like... You can't catch a break. Yeah. But he does agree to, like, help them out. And so he contacts Gail. Well, he texts Gail. Yeah, he texts Gail. he calls Sydney. Yeah, he calls Sydney. Yeah. Um, and basically just tells them, don't come to Wordsboro. Yeah. Um, like, stay out. Yeah, don't come here. Yeah. Kill- the killings are back. Under yeah. Under control or whatever. Um, and then this is where they... Dewey goes to Mindy and Chad's home, and this yeah. is where you know everybody. They lay out the together. rules and all that. Yeah. yeah, and you meet Randy's sister, same actress, yeah. comes in as their mom, and she's like, "Oh, you guys in those stab movies," and they have a shrine to oh, Randy. That's right. I fucking love it. <laughs> they have like this big picture of him, and it says, "You know, the Randy, whatever the fuck their last name, Randy Meeks or whatever, a uh, uh, memorial home theater or something." Where they have a little plaque that says that, this big painting of him, and then, like, all the stab movies, like, arranged on the shelf or some shit. And I am just like, why? <laughs> like, oh my god. Not only, not only do you have this memorial to your brother who loved films, that's fine. That, that much as, I mean, it's a little creepy, but it's okay. But, like... You, he didn't make the stab movies. No, he's has they have the stab movies in which he is killed. <laughs> he's hurt. He's stabbed in the first one, and then he's offed in the second one. And you just display him next to this yeah. memorial. That's pretty. It's pretty fucking twisted, man. I know, but they all come to the conclusion that like Sam is the killer uh, because like all three are like connected to the original. Um, right yeah cast and so they're just like sam would be the most likely to be the killer and she gets like really upset obviously um and kind of just like goes off well because i think jack quaid is like he's in and out in a lot of he's like on his own like this movie i don't know this movie like the first one does a really good job of making you like think but not think at least for me like think but not think it's him because it's like they frame him to be the killer too well so the whole time i'm like there's no way like, there's no way it's him. That's just too fucking easy. And then, oh, no, he is one of the killers. So it's yeah. like, oh. But they do it in such a way where it kind of makes you doubt yourself, which is coincidentally what he does to Sam at yeah. a certain point in this film. But 
Yeah, he kind of like looks at her and he says something to the effect of like they've got a point and she gets all pissed off and like storms off, drives away and has a com- conversation with like a uh, uh, Phantom Billy, who by the way, like Phantom Billy is not just like Billy Loomis as he is at any point in the film. He is specifically the version that's like covered in blood from the end of Scream yeah. with like the wife beater and the crazy eyes and all that shit. And he keeps popping up and he's like, you're going to be just like me. <laughs> but yeah, um, so they're kind of like, oh, this is fucking nuts. And while they're doing this, uh, that's when Percy Jackson named Wes specifically for one of the uh, number one on our five things left, Wes Craven. Um, so that they can do a big party that's like R.I.P. Wes, yeah. if you guys get it. It's a little on the nose, but they do it. Uh, where where Wes and his mom get killed by Ghostface, yeah. which I thought was kind of a fun bit where like he's like, I'm going to take a shower. And she's like, I'm going to go pick up this sushi or something. Because yeah. apparently like Woodsboro, fucking California, this tiny little town has a sushi restaurant. So yeah. they're like, yeah, okay. So she leaves in a cop car. Like she just leaves in her own cop car. Because she's also the uh, sheriff, right? Yeah. She's the sheriff. And she goes to pick up the food, and then Ghostface calls her and is like, I'm going to kill your son. Yeah. And I love that, like, mama bear, like, freak out where she just, like, whips this, like, SUV around and just starts gunning it. But she did the smart thing of calling for backup. Absolutely. She's like, I need everybody to my house now. (laughs) Like, the killer's there. Um, and she's like racing and the whole it's great because like Ghostface is teasing he's like yeah. you're not gonna make it in time like oh boy I'm yeah. gonna kill him all to basically trick her because she's like barreling towards the front door and he just like gets her right before she gets to it he hasn't even gone in or anything yeah. uh, so he kills her leaves her outside and then like I mentioned earlier you get that long every every time they open a door and it covers like an entryway or whatever you're like waiting for him to close it and Ghostface will just be standing there but he's never never happens um, you just kind of get Wes like setting the table like he finishes taking a yeah. shower and he's setting the table and he's getting ready and all this other shit and he almost you know he'll almost open the front door to like go see like if he, there's something wrong because it's like cracked a little bit and then he's like eh, and just closes it even though his mom is like laying dead on the front porch like yeah it's a solid sequence and then I think he gets off too right? he yeah, gets killed he right there too yeah oh no anyway but yeah so everybody kind of converges on uh the Hicks house here where you get Gail coming in with a news team and then Dewey and the rest of the new cast show up and they're like, oh, fuck, like Wes is killed because they they had thought they established that Wes wasn't going to die. Yeah. And then you get like this kind (sighs) of. okay, so the Dewey and Gail, like I know a few minutes ago we said like, oh, man, this really sucks. Like they're divorced again. Yeah. But like. Like I said, they kind of explain it okay, in my opinion. Because what do they say? Like, she got this really big career opportunity and was like, I am going to go to New York. Yeah. And I guess she has, like, this sort of, like, I guess uh, it's like the Today Show, but it's whatever it is with Gail. Yeah. And Dewey was like, I'll go with you. And, like, they tried to make it work. And Dewey just was like, I can't live here. And, like... When it came down to it, though, Dewey was kind of a coward and just, like, left in the night. That part bothers me, because I feel like 
you've gone through four iterations exactly. of this shit. You can't tell your wife, like, listen, man, this kind of isn't working. I don't think I can do this. Like, let's either try to figure this out or maybe, like, we need to cut this out. You know what I mean? But no, he just beelines it back to Woodsboro. But, like, then the cops made him quit. Yeah. Because she's like, wait, where's your badge? And he's like, I had to turn it in. And she's like, why? And he's like, when they asked me to. And she was like, oh, no. And they get mad. She gets mad because it's like a text message and shit. But, um, yeah, everybody shows up and, like, Sam's like, oh, where's Wes? And the cop's like, I'm sorry. And she's just like, (laughs) oh, no. Like, yeah, he's dead. Um, And then they go to the hospital to. uh, Yeah, because Tara's there with Richie. And Richie goes out to get, like, a drink or something for her. Uh, And the lights just start, like. No, so it's the cop. So what happens is the cop that we see earlier who's guarding her room mm-hmm. at the hospital shows up to the house. Yeah. This is like fucking negligence yeah. in my opinion. He shows up to the house and Sam's like, who's guarding my sister? And he's just like, oh, I was just responding to the call. And he's, she's like, fuck. And like, because they're like, where are you going? And she's like, my sister is in trouble. Like she is going to die. Yeah. And then like. Tara's just chilling in her room and the lights start freaking out and he's like she's like what the hell and like goes out and looks out or something realizes there's no one there or so she she like gets the vibe something's wrong yeah because she like forces herself into a wheelchair and she's like bleeding everywhere and stuff still because her hand isn't healed but she sees like one dead cop oh that's right she sees the yeah she rolls out she sees the dead cop and then like at some point during this, she sees Jack Quaid, who, like, came here, allegedly came here because he, like, knew she was in trouble or something. Yeah. Like, somehow he beat everybody to the hospital, like... Yeah, um, but not before getting knocked out by Ghostface. Right. And, he, and Ghostface knocks him out, and uh, Sam keeps trying to call him. Tara's, like, rolling away in this wheelchair for her life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Ghostface has Sam on the phone and is like, oh, I'm going to kill one of them and you have to choose. And they do that great bit where he's like, oh, come on. Like, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to kill one. And she's like, well, I'm not trying to hurry up. And he's like, what? And it's like, I'm just trying to kill time. Huh? And the elevator <laughs> door is open and Dewey just like pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Like, doesn't hesitate and just shoots Ghostface. It's it's great until it's not. But it, it's like, that is how these things, in my opinion, should go is like, the minute the door's open, shoot him. Don't say put your hands up. Don't yeah. say don't kill him. Don't say drop the knife. Yep. Kill this motherfucker. Pop, pop. And he shoots him and he falls into like a... Was it like a case. trophy yeah. cabinet in the hospital? Yeah. Or something? I don't know what this fucking was. But yeah, he falls into a glass case. And they get everybody up. But then Dewey, ever the hero... <sighs> you gotta shoot him in the head. Yeah. And they're like, what? And he just kind of pushes him on the elevator as it closes, sends him to the parking garage or whatever, goes to end Ghostface, and fucks it up. Yeah. And gets killed. And it's pretty, it's actually really fucking brutal how Dewey yeah. dies in this movie. Like, they give him a good death because he fucking, oh. Yeah. Um, but he dies. And this is when Sydney arrives yeah. as, like, you know, they're coming out of the hospital and this is where Gail also learns that Dewey dies. Yeah. 
Big hit, big emotional yeah. hit as Gail learns that Dewey's dead. Yeah, and so both of them are just kind of like, okay, we need to like. They basically gang like they. <laughs> it's time like, to co-parent, yeah, Sydney. Like, exactly. let's save this child. Yeah. yeah, and so they're just like, we got to do this together. We got to take down, you know, Ghostface. Um, and they're trying to tell Sam like, you need to stay or like. You know, because Sam him. decides, yeah. like, you know, the best thing to do um, for her sister is to leave town. Right. Which is like, okay. But they're just like, you're not safe. Like, I've been through this. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I love how they frame it, too, where she, like, goes up to Tara and she's like, listen, we're going to do the one thing that people in horror movies never do. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they just, like, yeah. load up the car and they're, like, going to leave. And then they have that whole thing. And Sydney... This, I wish they showed her, I don't know, like, maybe it would be too much product placement, but come on, this movie's kind of riddled with it. Yeah. I wish, like, she chucked an air tag or something on the car. She did a tracker. Yeah, but they don't show her do it. She no. just walks up to the car, and then Gail's like, what do we do now? And she's like, I put a tracker on the car. And I'm like, couldn't you show that? It sounds like, it sounds like, to me, it sounds like way too super spy to be like, I planted a tracker on the car. Like, whoa. It's like better if she just like chucked an air tag in the car or something yeah. like that but anyway so like they put a tracker on the car mm-hmm. and the sister i guess left her inhaler at the hospital and well so, she's just missing it yeah or she's yeah. missing it and so she's like can we just stop by amber's house because yeah. i know she has one or whatever yeah she got a spoiler, and they're just a spoiler, like yeah. like jack wade's like i don't think this is a good right. idea like this is a bad idea or whatever and they're all just like, no, we're going to just stop there real quick and get it. Of course, it's at the same fucking house in the first movie where everybody gets killed. So. <laughs> okay. So this. It's at Stu Mocker's house. Which is no longer Stu Mocker's house. It's now Amber's house. Yeah. Her family bought this house after the, the killings. Yeah. First off. they t- This is to me where the movie starts to go downhill. Um, because. This whole time, it's been, like, very, like, god damn, I don't know who did it. You know, you're like, it's Jack Quaid. I'm sitting there thinking it's Amber. But they haven't let us confirm it. But it's yeah. not the same with the other movies where they actually, like, give you a means to kind of be tricked. Mm-hmm. Like, when we saw the first movie, we didn't realize there was, like, two killers. Yeah. But in this, it's like, there's got to be two killers. Yeah. Maybe there's even three killers. Maybe they're all fucking trying to kill yeah. Tara's family. I don't fucking know. But, like, it's all kind of becomes this like really muddled thing to where it's like all you need to do is say, oh, well, there's just another killer. Mm-hmm. But then you end up getting like a hot fuzz scenario where it's like 12 people are the killers and they're all just dressed the same killing people. And it's kind of absurd. Yeah. Um. So in this movie, when it's like they're clearly at the house from the from the first movie, it takes a long time. For them to like establish that that's where they are, yeah. and they do it like three times at the in like in a row, with different characters. But I also kind of was like, this feels really belabored at this point because we do that scene where, uh, I think Amber is like, oh, I'm going to go get more beer from yeah. downstairs, and it's like, oh, we're gonna do the the thing with yeah. the garage door, and I was kind of, I, I was a little, maybe I'm just disappointed we didn't get another garage door kill because I fucking love the yeah, garage door kill. Yeah, that was really good. Um, but yeah, we're just, they're kind of like teasing us with all For of these so scenes long. that happened yeah. in the first movie. But and just the dialogue, because yeah. her and, uh, whatever, Randy's niece are like going back and forth about it. And Randy's like, oh, you know, you, you, uh, what's it called? 
um, you came down here alone, you idiot. Like, you don't know who's down here. Like, I could be the killer. And it's like this tense moment of like, oh, is it her? And then Amber's like, well, how do you know I'm not the killer? And it's like, well, let's go back up. And they do this thing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, oh, my God, just like fuck already or something like Jesus. Like, what is what is going on? Either either have sex now or kill each other. Yeah. Pick one. But no, nothing happens. They just nope. go back up. And we do that a couple times in this scene until Liv gets mad. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. When Liv gets mad at Chad mm-hmm. for like, which is right. Wanting to go upstairs. She and... wants to fuck him and he's like, no. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be the killer. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> no. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> but it makes, I guess it kind of makes sense because, like, in the first movie, that's what happens to Sydney, right? Like, yeah. Billy takes her upstairs to get it on, and then he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Or she figures, where she figures it out. So, um, Chad is like the first one to go. Yeah. Because he ends up going out to find Liv. It lives storms off. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I haven't seen her. And his sister's just like, whatever. Like, you're gonna die if you do that. Yeah. And she um, shares her location with her. Like, there's so much location sharing yeah. in this movie. And so he follows, like, her location. Right. Yeah. On Which his is phone. really accurate. Yeah. I work, I've worked with GPS type stuff a lot. This is absurdly accurate yeah. for the fucking cell phone. But um, he ends up getting killed by Ghostface. But he's not. He doesn't get killed. You think he gets killed. He. I don't think he's dead. He's not dead. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's really weird because it's yeah. a line. Like, they, they show him die. Yeah, that's true. But then they're like, oh, no, he's oh, not yeah. dead. So like, thank God. So that was, like, God. the confusing part. It's but really weird. you don't really weird. know till the end. Yeah, um, because they just say it. You don't even yeah. see him at the end of this movie, I don't think. Yeah. It's weird. But, yes, he gets attacked, and for all intents and purposes, his tote's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Liv comes back in the house after Dewey... Dewey or... Oh, no, it's just Jack Quaid and Sam. Yeah. And this movie is very omni-generational, by the way. Like, the main kids are Gen Z kids and then Sam and Jack Quaid are like millennial generation and then of course you have like the Gen Xers with Sydney and everybody yeah and it's kind of strange because this movie like makes sure you know that in a way because like they come in and he's like attention Gen Z children and I'm like <laughs> Can we not? Yeah. But and they break the party up. Yeah, yeah, they do. And everybody leaves. And this is where we also see Mindy get attacked, uh, Chad's sister. And she's doing the exact same uh, scene that her I like this. uncle she's, did. She's not just that. She's watching Stab. And it's the scene in Stab that recreates the scene in Scream where Randy is watching Halloween yeah. and gets killed and she's doing the same thing, but they make her a little bit more aware because the whole time she's like, you idiot, turn around. You just got to turn yeah, around. And then stop. And she like goes, wait a minute. And like turns and sure enough, like there's Ghostface ready yeah. to offer. And so everybody um, like goes to the living room and they see that uh, Mindy didn't get killed, but she got stabbed in the shoulder. And so she's yeah. trying to fight off Ghostface. And so everybody's like freaking out. Um and this is where Amber pulls out the gun because Liv comes back in. Oh, and this she's is like, how Liv dies. I, I not, forgot. Yeah, you know the killer or whatever. And right. Amber's like, I know, and just like <laughs> it was. I know. As much as I was like unenthusiastic about her and ultimately Jack Quaid being the killers, 
when she's just like when Liz like I swear I'm not the killer because they kind of frame it like yeah, yeah it's going to be her because she left and then suddenly like they killed Chad and she yeah. hasn't been in this movie though, and she somehow doesn't know where Chad is. she just found his body like it's a little tropey but they kind of frame it where like I wouldn't put it past these movies to be like no no it's fucking her um She's also the only one that's not connected to anything, all that good shit. And then she's just like, I'm not the killer. And she's like, yeah, I know. Pam. And like, just straight through the fucking middle of her head kills yep. her right there. And everyone's yeah. like, yo, Amber, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? And yeah. then, yeah. And so everyone's just like running away, basically. Yeah. And Richie is just like, what is, what if Tara is like the accomplice because they can't find Tara or whatever. Yeah. Um, and... Sam is just like, no, like, I don't, like, how could you say that, basically? Um, they got me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, they, they got me get with me, this. too, because, like, I was like, oh, shit. Because, so earlier when they got there, she's like, I just need my inhaler, and Amber's like, that's totally fine, and it's like, come with me, it's upstairs in my room, and they go upstairs, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Amber's going to try to kill her or something, but yeah. then when Richie's like, what if your sister's in on it, everything's kind of set up to be like a you abandoned me situation, Yeah, and I'm sort of like, well... You know, uh, it's really convenient that the two of them went upstairs together alone then yeah. because that would be the prime time to start killing people. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you got me, Richie. But no, 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 it's Richie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Sam finds Tara all tied up in like a closet and you mm. kind of get that moment where she's just like staring at her, but not like Because she's going to cut the, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. And then it cuts to... When Gail and Sydney arrive I like at the this. house, yeah. I'm so happy they didn't do something dumb here. I know. Oh my god. The whole time I was like, you better fucking not. Like, yeah. Because Amber comes running out the front and right. she's like screaming, and they both look at each other and they're just like, Is this a trap? It's oh, a, yeah, trap. It's a trap. But you're like, um, I love it. She's like, It's a killer guy. Yeah. She's like on her side. And Courtney Cox's like, Oh, this is definitely a fucking trap. Yeah. And like she goes, Oh, fuck it. And like Amber starts shooting at them. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, wow. bah. And then the two of them start shooting back. Yeah. Gail does get hit yeah. like in the side. And yeah. so Sydney is the one that kind of goes in and she's just like, you know, like undercover cop yeah, like, throughout the whole house. She straight up says, I don't care if you're the killer or not. Like, if you don't come out, I'm just going to start blasting. Yeah. Like, she's she just like, I'll kill everyone. I don't yeah. care. Like, it's fine. <laughs> she ends up finding Richie in the closet because she shoots him in the leg. Yeah, she's shooting the doors. Yeah. This is clever as fuck. Yeah. She's like walking around the closed doors and she's like, you better come out. And if no one comes out, she just shoots a shot through the door and then keeps going and then yeah she shoots through the door and it hits Richie in the leg or something yeah um and so Richie actually ends up like stabbing Sam yes um which we don't see uh Tara in this scene um and so he ends up stabbing her and they kind of Put everyone basically into the kitchen. Yep. And this is where we get the whole why are we doing this? Yep. Like, just like the just like the first movie. Yeah. Why are we doing this? And because... so this I kind of like tuned out because I was like, oh like, you know, you get yeah. that whole monologue of like the villain's intentions. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was like really basic. It was just like it oh was stab weak eight, sauce. just like it was Yeah. Oh stab Imagine... eight sucks, so we had to come up with something like better and what better way to do that than to have the descendant of Billy right along so with the original people because like the first stab four stab movies right yeah. would have been based on actual events mm -hmm. 
and then from stab four or whatever i don't know what how many stab movies there are at four but at least the first three stab movies are all based on real events right so like going forward the next however many to eight right the next like five stab movies Mm -hmm. are all based on bullshit like they're not they're not real right they're nothing really they're not based on anything real so the amber and uh, uh, Richie. Richie are apparently lovers, which is creepy and never addressed. Yeah. Um, who are both obsessed with the stab films because Richie, yeah. they established at the beginning that Richie's never seen these. Yeah. But apparently, but he the whole time he's like, which is kind of clever actually. The whole movie he's researching the stab films. Mm-hmm. So all of his knowledge, like he's becoming more knowledgeable as the film goes on about this franchise. Yeah. The reality is he was obsessed with these movies and, like, fucking loves them. Yeah. And he didn't need to research them. Um, it kind of adds to, like, the psychotic nature of it that he's, like, rewatching all this shit about the stab movies. Yeah. But, yeah, this is as if, like, a bunch of people hated Star Wars 8 so much they decided to, like, actually wage a interstellar civil war yeah, to, to make like a better make movie. It better. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really crazy. What their whole deal is. Um, but then also framing Sam as the killer because, again, she's like... Yeah, um, they're like, Billy's narratively, daughter. it's even better. Yeah. Like, oh, the love child of Billy Loomis comes back to Woodsboro to murder everyone. It's fucking brilliant. And I'm like, yeah, that would be... It might even be a better yeah. movie. I don't know. Um, well, what they didn't account for was that Sam trusted Tara. The power of sisterly love. Yes. And Who could she have actually thought? untied her. So Tara comes barreling through and she fights Amber. Right. And Sam attacks uh, Richie. And then um, Gail. Oh, and- oh, I love this part. So like. Because Sydney's like fucked up. They yeah. stabbed her a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, they do stab her. Hence why she's not like doing anything. Yeah, right now. but yeah. Gail does come through again and yep. she shoots Amber and Amber I lands. I love this kill. Yes. Yeah. Because um, they turn on the stove. Yeah, something happens. Turns stove. on the stove and scuffle. Yeah, and they doused her at some with like point Everclear with, or some yeah. shit. They like smash some liquor over her head. Yep. Yeah. And she yells, "Oh, it's Everclear or something, something." She yells, "It's like fucking yeah. liquor of some kind." And then yeah, Gail like shoots her, and she stumbles onto the burning stove and just incinerates. It's fucking yeah. awesome. And so that was pretty crazy. And they just stand there and watch her. They're, like, not going to help. Like, they're just like, yep, that's a way to go. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but, yeah, the whole other time, Sam's fighting uh, yeah. Jack Quaid. And, and she kind of embraces her inner Billy oh, and just starts yeah. going, like, just... Because they fall off the stairs, huh? right? Isn't it, like, him, him and Sydney start fighting and they both fall off the oh, stairs. Oh, that's right, yeah. So they both, like, fall. And they're both, like, pretty fucked up and then Sam kind of comes in and, like, she looks in the mirror and, like, yeah. the ghost of Billy is just, like, <laughs> nods to her. Like, do it. You know, and she's, like, you know, says something to the effect of, like, you shouldn't fuck with the daughter of a psychopath yeah. or something and, like, picks up the the stab knife, the scream knife, yeah. and just goes to town on yeah. Jack Quaid. He, she is like, just, he's like, oh God, oh, he's spitting up blood, and she is just wailing on this motherfucker. And I think, like, Sydney looks at him and is just like, holy shit. Like, everyone's like, yeah. well, damn, like, 
it that's was like okay it. well it's done but not yet until oh fuck until yeah. amber the disfigured burnt amber yep. she's she's just like running at them screaming everybody's like you know kind of in that frozen position right and tara just shoots her dead I, yeah you hear like a gunshot <laughs> go off and she just drops dead and like tara's standing there like hobbling over <laughs> with the gun pointed at her and i'm just like man first of all if Sydney and Gale were really this prepared for another scream stab event, they would have killed Amber right there on the porch. Like, I refuse to believe that at least Sydney Prescott, this woman who one of her first lines in this film is, I'm fucking Sydney Prescott, of course I have a gun, or wherever the expletive lands in that sentence. You would think that she would be like training with this weapon. Like she goes to the range or something regularly. Instead, she completely misses Amber. Like, neither of them hit her. And instead, Amber, with, like, a couple shots off, just hits, like, Corny Cox. Like, that's bullshit. This, like, fucking teenager, like, randomly hits them, but they, two assumedly somewhat trained people, can't do it. Like, that's kind of bullshit. But, yes, um, the cops arrive. And well, how does this end? So, the cops arrive. Amber's dead. Everyone's bad who's, who's bad is dead. Um... The family is like, we're going to stick together now, I guess. Uh, Gail, uh, uh, Sam thanks Gail and Sydney for being world's best moms and uh, or or like murder moms, serial killer moms. And they're like, no problem. Gail's like, I might go write another book, but I'm not going to write about this because that's just cheap, you know, whatever. I'm going to write about the hero that Dewey was or something like that. And then... Sydney's like, I'm going to go home to my family, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, everyone else is dead. Except, this is the thing, the Meeks twins aren't dead. Nope. And I feel like... They're just like, injured. Yeah, they're just... Well, you definitely know that, like, the sister's not dead. Yeah. Like, they, they clearly show she's not dead. Yeah. But, like, like we said, the brother, Chad, it's like, dude, this guy looked like he was 100% dead. Yeah. Like, he gets, like, ripped up the ass or something like that with yeah. a knife. Like, he's he gets royally fucked outside. You think he's dead. Yeah. But no, he's, he's, him and his sister are alive and getting put in an ambulance and shit. And the movie ends with a, oh, it ends with a in memory of Wes Craven RIP yep. type thing. That was kind of nice. They, they framed that whole party at the end at the, the uh, Stumacher's house. Um, you know, that whole thing. I think, I kind of wish Chad died though. Cause I don't feel like he really contributed anything to the plot. No, and I can't see what he would contribute to the next one. Well, and that's the thing, right? Because the next one, if they're just going to follow the cycle here, the next one, the only reason the Meeks twins live is because Randy lived. And then they got to die in the beginning of the second movie. Or they straight up don't die in the beginning of the second movie because subversion of expectations. Yeah. But... I don't know. I feel like they didn't both need to survive. Like, Chad... Chad was the most obvious he is not the killer. Yeah. Because early in the movie, they make a point where they're like, look how strong Chad is. And the killer can't physically fight anyone yeah. in this film. Because it's this little skinny white girl, Amber. Most of the kills, anyway. Yeah. Because Randy... Or whatever. What, not Randy. Uh, Jack Quaid. Richie's yeah. Richie. He's like usually there like as himself he's not usually dressed up in the thing he's more the puppeteer going on but yeah no that's i don't really see what he's doing in this movie why are you still here this movie was praised by a lot of critics too i don't know if it deserves all of it yeah i don't think so and i'm kind of like hard pressed for like the next one um just because 
Neve Campbell is not going to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I guess like what they offered her was not great. Um, and she was like, I'm actually really disappointed by that because I feel like I brought, I mean, she brought a lot to the franchise. Like, I mean, it all starts well, she's with She's the main character, character. <laughs> for exactly. like four movies. Yeah. And to, it's kind of like with a lot of things like Futurama, like a lot of people kind of were mad about that mm-hmm. because Joe DiMaggio was offered like nothing basically to reprise his role as like, you know, a beloved character of the, you know, show. And I was just like, yeah, so I don't know how that's going to pan out, to be honest. I know Courtney Cox is going to be back, but you just got rid of Dewey. So that's really only one person that's technically coming back. And then it sounds like there's going to be another character coming back, but from like the fourth film or something. So. Oh, yeah. Hayden Panettiere yeah. is coming back, mm-hmm. which of all the characters to bring back, she was the worst. She was the worst <laughs> in that movie. She's like the biggest red herring that movie could throw at you, and it was really fucking annoying. And I don't know, I don't need it. Like I don't need an adult version of that because she was like playing a teenager. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if she's like completely changed, but yeah, like I don't know. That's kind of dis- that's actually like really disappointing. Um, that Neve Campbell's not back in this film, like. I guess it's okay. She's been in these movies for 25 years. Yeah. Like, that's a long fucking time to continue to go back. Like, to always... To be basically, like, on call for 25 years to go back for sequels. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a long time. And I don't blame her. Like, she's the main character. It's like, if you you wanted Mark Hamill to come back for Star Wars and you wanted to give him, like, barely any fucking money. Like, I wouldn't. You know, it's like he was the main character. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you wouldn't you let him come back? And, you know, she's got other things she could do, I'm sure. Like, this is not the only movie she's ever been in. So I guess it's cool. I guess it's cool that Courtney Cox comes back. I'm a little worried, though, because, like, if she's the only one, like, from those original films coming back that had that dynamic. Like, I feel like the core trio was her and Neve Campbell and David Arquette. And David Arquette's dead. Yeah. So unless she's like hallucinating Dewey, which yeah. would just be like weird. Having I liked her and Eve Campbell's like let's let's fucking parent yeah. these killers dynamic like us or these uh these potential victims dynamic like that was cool. So I guess it's kind of a bummer. Then again, maybe it's a farce. Maybe it's just a media farce. Maybe they'll do like the John DeMaggio thing, except maybe they'll give her more money. Maybe she'll come in, they just won't say anything, and surprise, she's in the movie. I don't yeah. know. Because how do you have a you know I think they say it. In this movie and in every other movie, how do you have a screen movie without Sidney Prescott? Yeah. How does that fucking work? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. I guess we'll find out. But, yeah, um, they're making a sixth one. We'll see how it goes. It's supposed to come out in uh, March. Yeah, March next of year. next year. Yeah. Which, yeah. Again, what is with the release time for this film franchise? January <laughs> and then March? <laughs> It's like the most anti-Halloween. We're a little bit closer and closer to Halloween. <laughs> just gonna, over the next like 10 years, it's going to steadily push yeah. towards Halloween. Ugh. What, so I guess, you know, uh, final questions as per the huge, along with like that extra one we talked about. What do you rate this movie? Do you suggest people watch it? And then, uh, you know, we, we got screams one through five we've seen. So where would you where would you put the where would you rank them and where would you put this one in that ranking? I guess. So, the rating that I would give this movie is like a seven and a half out of ten. 
Okay. I think that's fair because it's like better than the last movie, but it's not as good as like other movies that we've seen in the franchise. Um, it was like okay, like I could definitely watch it again. It's just like we discussed, there were like a few things that were just like, and in like that last part, you know, where the killers are revealed, it was very like there was much to be. It's like, underwhelming as hell. Yeah, very yeah. underwhelming. And I was kind of just like, oh, you know, like a little disappointed um, because of that. So. Yeah, that's just what I would give okay. this movie. And would I suggest people watch it? Yeah, sure. Um, especially if they kind, if you feel like you kind of fell off like Scream as a result of like the last movie, mm-hmm. uh, which was not very good at all. Um, like, yeah, I would give this like a shot. Um, and in terms of like my ranking for all the Scream movies, right. So I think I would... Like from top to bottom here? Yeah, from like top to bottom. So I would definitely have Scream 1. Yeah. Scream 2. Okay. And yeah, I guess this would just be like... So Scream 1, Scream 2, probably Scream 3, and then this Scream, and then Scream 4. Okay, so basically it's the same order except 4 and 5 are flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's a reasonable. Yeah, it's a little bit better than Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> wow, let's not go back there. No, we don't need to go back no. there. You want to be stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> you want to scream or get stabbed or oh god? Um, yeah. I that's actually a really solid take on this. I think this movie. I think people should definitely watch it. First off, I'll say before I before I give a rating. I'll say people should... If you like Scream, really any of the Screams, you will enjoy this movie at the very least to, like, the degree we did, if not more, maybe slightly less, but not, you know, no less than, like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, There's weird shit in this, though. Like, there's people who... they The movie seems to imply that there are people out there, and if you're out there, let us know. But this movie seems to imply that people our age, like mine and your age, were shown Scream 1, because they say, they just, they frame it around Stab, but Jack Quaid's big monologue is like, there are people that were shown Stab when we were kids, and we are like obsessed with them. Again, we're doing the Star Wars thing, and I think it's just a weird motivation. Like, that's my flaw with this. I think the movie's fine, but the motivation is just really fucking strange. Because it's like this betrayed fanboy thing. It's it's essentially the same as me saying, oh, my parents showed me Star Wars when I was a little kid. And, like, Star Wars Episode Eight specifically, was so much of a, like, slap to the face to me as a longtime, lifelong fan that I am willing to go to this, like, insane extreme to make sure that the next one is good. It's kind of a dumb motivation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's cool that they, like, want to make a better movie. Like, I like that idea. Yeah. But the whole idea of, like, we've been, our parents showed us these films, and they're so fucking amazing. And I'm like, so your parents, who would have been teenagers when the first movie came out, but had you early enough to be millennials... Showed you these films. 
there's some timeline funk fuckery there that doesn't really make any sense to me. Because didn't Scream One come out in like 1997? Yeah. So like Stab like comes that. out in like 98, right? But your parents must have already had you because we looked it up. Jack Quaid was born in 1993, <laughs> I think. So your parents already had you like five years before this. Yeah. And then they saw Scream, and the first thought was, <laughs> oh, shit, I need to show my, like, five-year-old kid this movie. This is fucking amazing. Damn, that's right, yeah. But your kids are going to love it. And then they just went from there. Like, it's really fucking, it's a weird, when you start thinking about it, it starts breaking down. But uh-huh. I think the motivations are kind of whack. But I like it. I would say watch it, especially if you like yeah. any of the other Screams. I, though, I, I'm not as generous as you. I give this movie like a 6.8, 6.9. It's not. <laughs> it really falls apart in the third act, man. Like, And like the main girl wasn't super great, I'll be honest. Oh, oh yeah. That's another thing we didn't kind of mention. The yeah. acting in this movie is a little weak sauce. Like for a movie at this point that is like now become this like big horror thing you feel like they would maybe either make it really campy or or do really good um you know this isn't to say that like scream 1 was high horror by any means but like this movie i don't know there's some of it i'm like i kind of kept forgetting that sam was crazy <laughs> like to be honest i was like oh yeah Sam's Sam sees visions of Billy Loomis. I forgot about that. Like I'd forget about it until she did it again. So it just wasn't really I wasn't really sold on it. Um, but I don't know. Like I I liked Tara more than Sam. I'll say for sure. Like I kind of wish we followed Tara more than we followed Sam around the mm-hmm. whole thing. Plus the high school bit, it would have fit better. But yeah, so 6.8, 6.9 best. I I just I can't bring myself to get to that 7 mark. I'm like, eh, no." Um Ranking? One and two in that order for sure. I think one's great. Two is a fantastic sequel. I love I love how they frame it in like the film school and all that shit. This might be tied with three. Like I have trouble going back and forth because like all the things I don't like about this movie are kind of the things I don't like about three. Like when because isn't it like oh isn't three like the director's like her half brother when her mom was fucking around Hollywood or something? Yeah. I was like this is stupid. Like <laughs> whereas in this it's like me and my half sister. I'm actually the child of Billy and uh, I'm like yeah dumb. Maybe this does it a little bit better than three. Like maybe, but they're pretty much tied. Like I can go back and forth. And then, yeah, four is at the bottom. I, The more I think about four, the more I'm like, that movie came out way too early. That movie should not have. This is what four wanted to be. Yeah. And But four wanted to do it with a bunch of actors and actresses at the time. And I feel like this kind of picked a bunch of, I don't know, did you, did you recognize anybody? Were any of the people in this movie people besides the main characters? I know, like, the girl who plays Tara is uh, going to be in next week's episode, which I'll tell you about in a minute, and also supposed to be Wednesday Adams in the new Adams yeah, Family show. I didn't show. recognize anybody. And then I know Sam was in, in The Heights. She was like one of the main characters oh, in The Heights. Okay. So, yeah, weird genre shift yeah. there. But other than that, I didn't recognize anything either of them had been in. Nope. So I didn't recognize anybody, any of the other characters either. So I was like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. But uh, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. Um that's kind of a great way to do it, though, because that's kind of how the first movie did it. So maybe yeah. it's good. Four picked a bunch of famous people you knew who they were. But yeah, so you can watch this movie if you want. I think you'll definitely get a romp out of it, especially because it's like Halloween. 
and you know it's a it's a good time right I guess yeah. it's not bad yeah but Amber as we continue our spooky Halloween countdown can you tell me what we got going on next week so for the next part of our spooky Halloween countdown we'll be covering X that's right the sexy slasher slaughter fest that is X we haven't seen it yeah, I that's, that I'm, has everybody just freaking out yeah everyone's freaking out enough for them to make another one I I, I might as well be giving you the five things right three. here that I, I, I might as well be giving you the five things right now I think we just covered three of them straight but yes um, we are covering X uh, Ty West's X film uh, which I think came out earlier this year like a while ago like it didn't just come out um, they're actually just a, at the time of recording this they're like right about to release the next one Pearl um, which we're not going to be covering that, but we're covering the first one, which seems to have kicked off its own little cinematic universe. So get ready for that. Uh, the girl who plays, um, um, the sister is, is one of the characters in this. Oh, actually. wow. Yeah. Okay. See, that's four out of the five things right there. Dang. Um, <laughs> but ironically, we're kind of going from something that makes fun of high horror to potentially a high horror film. So yeah, get ready for X. You know, it's, it's time for, for that. Next week, as we continue our spooky Halloween countdown, until then, feel free to catch up on our last episodes. You know, not so much the spooky, but uh, you know, we did Prey to kind of kick off this month. Uh, before that, we did Predator, we did Good Burger, and then of course that really long time we did Star Wars. If you feel up for you know marathoning those, you can get all of those episodes and more at our website swhn19.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and of course our Discord if you guys want to feel like joining that, you know, uh, there should be links on our website and uh, our various other places whenever these go up. So, you know, feel free to join our Discord where we talk about these movies that we do as well as other things we're watching on TV. I think we've been having a lot of conversations about the Rings of Power and House of the Dragon lately, so that's been that's been fun. Um, <laughs> saves us from doing an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, all of that and more you can find uh, on the interwebs. And until next week, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this is So What Happens Next. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>